0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Solid Steps Radio. We're here, Kurt and I and a couple guys. We're going to talk about some stuff today, but we want to thank you for listening. If this is your very first time hearing us, uh, it'd be great. We hope it's not the last time you hear us. We are a show for men, by men, talking about things from a man's perspective. Solid Steps stands for we believe that you as a man, and ladies too if you're listening, but men are destined to walk with God, and the only way you will take solid steps and walk with God in life is to walk with God through Jesus Christ. And so that's why we do what we do, because we want guys to walk and fulfill their destiny of walking with God. And so we are here today as we are every week. And uh, if you want to hear us on any past shows, we've got a year plus worth of shows with all kinds of different topics, great stories. You can go to iTunes, you can go to um, SoundCloud.com and you just type in Solid Steps Radio and you'll be able to hear all of our past shows. But today... How you doing, Kurt, by the way? I'm doing fantastic, man. Yeah, that's Kurt Souter. He's with uh, Further Still Ministries. And uh, we are here to talk about the soul. We are in the third week of a four-week series, really, covering the topic of the soul. And we've been going through a book by John Ortberg called Soul Keeping. And, uh, you know, it, it's a topical study we're doing on through this book, but of course... Uh, There's different references to the soul throughout the scriptures and we're just talking about the soul and what it means to have a soul what it is to what the definition of a soul is and in the past couple weeks we've been talking about different variations of of this book and what the soul is but this week we're going to finish up talking about a topic that again it's not on most guys radar right. It's not, and um, so we're going to talk a little bit more about that today.
1: Well, you know, Chad, it's it's interesting how many times the Bible mentions soul, and how many times I, I mean, I, I've been pastoring for twenty five years, and I I just you know think a lot about soul. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the other day uh, a couple of weeks ago about really what what captured your thought about soul is you know when I die, my soul continues on. And, the, the, and then we, you know, we live forever, you know, right. we're, we are created for eternity, but um, the Bible has a lot to say about the soul right now, mm-hmm. and so uh, we're going to look at chapters 13, 14, and 15, if you are listening to this and you have your books, uh, you can r- kind of go along with us, but uh, let me introduce our guest, Scott Dillon, it's great to have you, man. Hey, good morning, good to be here. It's uh, super to have you, you and Holly, um, been married how long? 22 years. 22 years? Getting close to that, 25? That's awesome. And you got, what, 104 kids? Is that what it is? uh, Close to it. (laughs) Close to it. Uh,
2: Hopefully I don't come back from Africa with a few more. But uh, we have 11 children, uh, 22 down to three. And and actually coming up on our one year, I guess our gotcha day, uh, of a beautiful little girl we adopted in uh, February from China uh, of last year. So actually I take that back, January 25th. 11 loving
1: kids kids yeah i need a lot of soul keeping Uh, in my house chad let's just pray right now for scott (laughs) (laughs) and then uh uh, bill meek bill it's great to
3: have you back nice to be here again Uh, thanks uh, for
1: the invite absolutely it's always good to see you and um we're, gonna, we're just going to hear from you guys how, how God has been, uh, you know, as you guys have read through this book and what God has done. You know, Bill, you were just finished a two-year journey with me, uh, our soul retreats, and just mm-hmm. continue to examine the souls, uh, our own soul. And uh, so uh, let's just jump right in. Chapter 13 is all about the soul needs blessing. And I love, he, he quotes Dallas Willard here and um, in the, the second page of this chapter. He says, churches should do seminars. On how to bless people and not curse them and uh, when I read that w- bill what, what did you think when you when you uh, or Scott jump in here yeah so I'm uh, I guess when
2: I started into this chapter and thinking about blessing he immediately goes into cursing so I'm like well wait a minute what are we dealing with here are we dealing with blessing or are we dealing with cursing but uh, I felt like he did that because I needed to change the lens through which I viewed cursing uh, I you know I felt like I had a relatively clean mouth, so to speak, so cursing wasn't necessarily the words that I was always sharing, but it was more the attitude or the approach or the way that I engaged with other people. Um, I specifically enjoyed the, the, the thought around how's my posture towards my wife? Um, Am I blessing her or cursing her with that raised eyebrow or that slightly turned shoulder? Um, And so, uh, as Mm -hmm. well as those I interact interact with in the workplace, how am I I blessing them and how am I cursing them in the way that I engage with them? Um, And it was
1: a different lens for me. Yeah, um, as I read that too. Bill, you have any thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, no, Scott said it well. I just know that uh, until I read the book, I didn't realize some of the times that I was cursing and uh, could have been doing it differently. And uh, often it was a place of the heart, not so much uh, awareness, but just the place of the intentional heart. And uh, this book really helped me find my way there.
1: Yeah, he mentions in here, and Scott, you alluded to this, you can curse someone with an eyebrow. Uh, Wow. You can curse someone with a shrugged shoulder. I have seen a husband curse a wife by leaving just the tiniest delay before saying, of course I love you. And then he goes on to say, the better you know someone, the more subtly and cruelly you can curse them. But um, the, the soul needs blessing. And we, I mean, we can just be cursed throughout life. I mean, he describes in here about, uh, you know, driving down the road and somebody's giving you hand signals and, uh, and the like, or, or a scowl look. And that's, that's a, he, he's kind of uh, describing how we can really curse others.
2: Yeah, I think it just becomes part of what we do in everyday life, so to speak, because we're not aware of the fact that in that moment, I think that God is calling to us in our soul to turn around to that individual and bless them, um, because he wants to meet with us right at that point, right? Why? If that lady cuts you off, maybe there's something in her path or in her day that you ought to pray over right at that point in time, Um, or that you ought to say, God, wherever that lady is right now in her hurry would you protect her would you keep your safeguards around her help her arrive to her destination faster and also recognizing at that point in time god may be calling you to slow down all right um and in that he talks about that he he talks about it so it was was interesting he talks about it in the book and in this weekend my boys and i were driving home three seats across so i buckle my boys in our truck and we're driving home from church and we we get behind on a a relatively tight road of odom county and we're behind a tractor pulling a a hay trailer and my three-year-old says hey let's pass them um and it was like (laughs) nope um i'm gonna enjoy being right here slowed down right this very minute because god wants to bless me with a little bit of rest on my way home before we even get into rest
0: of our day
1: we don't have to just ram it all in no not to pass that that right then
0: um, and view that as a blessing. Mm. Yeah, this morning on the way to school, I've, I have planted this seed in my kids already. Are we late, Dad? Are we going to be late, Dad? <laughs> mm-hmm. And they, they got that from me. They, they, you know, an eight-year-old doesn't understand the idea of hurry unless he sees it in his parents. And yeah. the truth of the matter is, I have kind of had that culture of. And I, I even caught myself the other day. All right, hurry up! I, you just use saying that word hurry. When do you really need to use the word hurry? When there's a fire. That's a good reason to hustle. <laughs> now I try to I try to switch hustle, you know, with it, but the truth of the matter is there's still that, that underlying we live in a culture of hurry, hurry, hurry. Step and it, it up. it's really easy to, to to pass that along to people as a curse and not even intend to, you know. So.
1: Well, you know, in in the book he, he describes, you know, how many times we the the soul needs blessing and it takes time. And intentionality to bless, and, and I love his uh, his thought here. Blessing is the projection of good into the life of another.
0: I, if you ask somebody to give me the definition of blessing, I don't think people could really articulate it nearly as well as that. That's uh, a great definition.
1: R- read it w- read one more time.
0: Uh, let's see. Blessing is the projection of good into the life of another. That's good stuff. That yeah, is mm-hmm.
1: very good. That is rich. Yeah. Any, I mean, the question is, you know, are we being a blessing, you know, to others? You got any thoughts, Bill?
3: Uh, yeah, that, that just resonates with uh, how we need to be intentional in our blessing and uh, blessings of others as well. And uh, and how that doesn't come natural for us. It doesn't. Unless we, we're quieted or...
1: And we, and we need to be reminded of the power of blessing and, you know, I mean, we can, we can bless a, a total stranger by opening the door for them,
3: mm-hmm.
1: by a, a gesture, a nod, a wave. I mean, even the slightest little things, we have the potential to bless, but, you know, specifically, I mean, when you think about family. Mm-hmm. Um the power of blessing. I'm gonna read just real quickly here out of numbers. This was one of the major blessings that the Israelites were to hear. And this was the Aaron, the blessing from Aaron the priest. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And Mm -hmm. every soul needs blessing. Needs blessing like that.
3: Yes. Amen. Amen. That's so true.
0: Well,
1: we're gonna uh, need to take a break here.
3: Yeah, we're
0: gonna take a break, and next segment we're gonna talk more about, you know, how do you bless someone if you're like, how do I bless my kids? Uh, And actually, we're gonna break down a little bit of that that uh, scripture verse there about how to bless someone, and then we're gonna talk a little bit more about the soul, how it needs satisfaction, and that there are desires of the soul. So all kinds of fun stuff here so uh, take, we're going to take a break we're going to be back in a couple minutes we appreciate you listening pass this along to someone else if you know someone who says hey they would really benefit from this would you help us out by passing this podcast along or just tell them about the radio show so we're going to take a break and we'll be back shortly here on solid steps radio welcome back to solid steps radio chad russell kurt saddle we're here with a couple guys Scott and Bill just talking about the soul, you know, just what guys do. We sit around and talk about the soul. That's what all guys do, right? And uh, we want to. Uh, we last segment we were talking about how to bless uh, people and how to be a blessing and how to really bless. And if you want to bless your feet, you need to get some new flooring from Carol Rogers Carpet One. New, there's nothing like new carpet, new flooring to really bless people in your house. Uh, the feel, the smell of new carpet and new flooring. It's great. So, you need to go to Carol Rogers Carpet One in order to do that. And to pay for it, you need to go to LN Credit Union to get the money to pay for it if you don't have it. Because you're blessing them right now. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, if you can't see, you need to go to Vision First because they've blessed me with a guy who can't see with contacts and glasses. So, if you need, uh, we want to thank our sponsors, Carol Rogers Carpet One, LN, and Vision First. And so, we're
1: talking about blessing and. Uh Guys, you know, the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord be, make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you. You know, guys, how do you do
0: that as a dad? You know, I heard that at a. Uh, Jen and I were at a, a parenting seminar out of town. We went out of town once, and we heard a guy on stage. He said he he takes and prays that over his kids every night, every day out loud. He prays that over his kids. Right now, if you brought my kids in, they could probably repeat that. Not because of anything else other than I thought they need to hear that over and over and over. May the Lord bless you and keep you. I mean, and and he said, uh, the the guy on the seminar said, he goes, I did that for my kids. And they was eye rolling and it wasn't a lot. He said, when they became adults. Hmm they said how much of an impact that was. And she prayed that over the speaker when he was at an airport and she prayed that over him and he said it was over, game over. <laughs> he said, <laughs> he realized that that was something he was speaking into her and she heard it over and over again. And so I have tried to make that a prayer over my kids and over every night in some capacity to pray that verse over them. So guys, if you know nothing else, learn that verse. What is it, number six? Numbers 6? Numbers Six, I think it's verse twenty-three and twenty-four. Okay, and that's the prayer that uh, the blessing that um,
1: That, that's the blessing that God commanded Aaron, the high priest, to bless the nation of Israel to bless them when he would speak out to them. It was kind of like he was, you know, preaching to, and he'd say, "May the Lord bless you." And that's that's powerful stuff. How, How have you guys blessed your kids?
2: How have you done that? So I can't say that I've been praying diligently over blessings, but I have since I've been reading this book. So kudos to the book for kind of bringing that to mind. I think my prayers were were intentional over my children, but not necessarily calling out blessings over them. Um, but here's what I can tell you. I've watched the hearts of my children change as I've prayed over them this way. Um, and then mm-hmm. it's also relieved some of the pressure. So he talks in here about the anxieties and the pressures that we can bring on our children versus speaking blessing into them. Yeah. Um, Um, And so I've watched some of my hearts of my children change. Uh, Specifically, I watched uh, one of my daughters fix me lunch two days in a row and write me a note because we've been intentionally spending time together. And I've been praying over her heart before she heads off to school. And I've been praying blessings Mm -hmm. over her and God, God in return. Brings a blessing back to me through her because of that, and I also think it's interesting that as men, I feel like at times we don't know how to accept blessings. That we, when someone turns to us and wants to, there's that there's like a there's like a Geico commercial maybe in which the guy says he gives him is going to give him a raise, and the guy was like, "No, I won't take it right now." And a dog pushes its food away because as men, sometimes we struggle softening and hum- uh, um, becoming humble enough to accept a blessing um, of God bestowing us to us, but it's, it's, it's being intentional with it and with my children and then leaving room for God to fill in where I leave gaps, even in the blessing that I give.
1: Yeah. Our soul, our soul was made by God to receive Mm -hmm. blessing. It's interesting how many times the apostle Paul asks people or different churches to pray for him. I,
3: I, I, We just we don't do that very well. I, I don't do that very well. We, we mm. need that. Bill, how about you? My, my kids are grown up now. They're in their 20s and mid-20s, and I've learned that they so appreciate, they facially show how much they appreciate a blessing from a mom or dad, even at a later stage of life. Uh, that could be a phone call. That could be take one out for a coffee, and they just sort of beam, and you can just see from their soul almost they light up when a father or a mother blesses their child regardless of the age so Mm. the soul certainly does need that and uh, and uh, it does uh, it does show that they appreciate it as well
1: that's um that's good stuff and i i I pray that us guys uh, you know in the room here in the studio and as you're listening that we would be men who would bless others mm-hmm. um, i, I want to read just a section here kind of moving not outside of our kids to our wives it says the depth of romantic sexual love demands soul language in the song of solomon the bride calls her beloved whom my soul loves he goes on to say sex is deeply soulful sex focuses focuses body mind and will in a unique way the soul connects and integrates and sexual union is like none other the reason we are called to reserve sexual intimacy for marriage is that it honors
0: the soul yeah i I think that um you know it was funny when we uh first got married Full disclosure here. This is, a, this is the full disclosure embarrassing stuff. Within, uh, our, within our first year of marriage, I was sitting in front of a counselor because I didn't know how to have sex with my wife. Now, when I say that, I knew the physical part <laughs> really well, but there was no intimacy. intimacy. There was no two people involved as opposed to one person doing something to another it was two people doing something, and we've come a long way. We are no by any means there, but boy, we it, it is two people involved with one another, and it's not just a physical act. It is it's just it's just that commingling of souls. I know mean, he said Aristotle has this great yeah uh, definition here. He said, uh, "What is friendship? It is a single soul dwelling in two bodies." Mm. And I think when you start talking about sex and the way God intended it, that's a that's a great way to, and that's a very hard thing for us to as men to grasp.
1: Yeah. You guys got any thoughts?
0: Yeah, I think I agree
2: with you, Chad. I I believe that's why we need to be, as men, uh, on guard in regards to to how we honor our wives in this area of our life and in that relationship and, and how we... Uh, love them from the overflow of our own soul being filled up by God uh, in specifically the area of sex. And all too often in our culture, it's very easy to get distracted or to find ourselves trying to battle things in our own will and our own strength and in how we bring that in our relationship with our wife. Um, but if that's how we're loving her, then we're getting it wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to love her uh, the way that God loves us with an unconditional love. Um, and we can't do that if our souls aren't healthy.
1: And a, and a great way would be just to ask, even ask your wife probably, you know, honey, am I, am I blessing you? Is your soul, is it overflowing with
0: blessing? And uh, Be prepared to not get a good answer <laughs> on that, by the way, which is, that is normal. No, I mean, I think yeah. people just don't know that, you know. Uh, so No,
1: I mean, the only way we can get better is under, have better understanding and, mm-hmm. and, and, and then identify that and move forward. You were going to say something, Bill?
3: Well, I was going to just acknowledge that the intimacy uh, between husband and wife has to start at the soul. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we've led a life of uh, promiscuous sex, uh, we take that to the marriage bed, and it brings much damage to the marriage bed. Right. And it's uh, yep. hard to recover from that. We know why God wants us to be one for one, and uh, because it is damaging to our souls and our wives' souls.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, one of the, one of the greatest ways that I've noticed over the years how we can bless our kids is and, and our wives is to touch them non sexually and to when we when we do blow it mm-hmm. to openly, honestly, humbly say, I am sorry and to identify what I'm sorry for mm-hmm. and you know, lay it out and uh, to, to sincerely say, not not if I sinned or if I did this, but or, you know, I did this and I was wrong. I am sorry. I have sinned. Will you please forgive me?" Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a great way to blessing. We're gonna jump uh, straight into uh, the soul that needs, needs blessing. The soul also needs satisfaction. And uh, I, I love what he talks about here um, in the book about how we were made to be satisfied. And, but there's, it's, there's ways of how we try to get that satisfaction. You guys uh, have any thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I did. So um, the satisfaction part of the of constant craving and, and recognizing what those constant cravings were for me, he writes uh, on page 163, when the will has become enslaved by its need, mm. uh, when the mind has become obsessed with the objects of its desires, then the appetite of the body has become master rather than servant. The soul is disordered. And the fact that we have made other priorities in our life the wrong thing versus finding satisfaction from God and from that relationship with him in our soul. And then out of that, we temper our cravings and we subject our our desires to what his desires are for us and our mind and our body and our will goes with it when we're healthy in the soul.
1: Yeah, we need to, um, he calls a, calls it strategic disappointment. When we deliberately withhold from you know, ourselves or even our kids so that w- we are learning to be masters and not allow our appetites to be a slave to our appetites. Mm-hmm. And that is, well, that's a challenge. I think that's one of the blessings of fasting, of I, I want to eat, I want to go do this, but I'm gonna say no so that ultimately my soul can be filled not my body. That's, uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna unpack that next,
0: next segment yeah. let's take a break we're going to come back and talk more about the soul and the satisfaction and the cravings and then we're going to talk a little bit more at the end here on our final segment about the soul needs gratitude and how that plays into it so we're going to take a break we'll be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio